Welcome to the Creating Salon Success Podcast, where you will find educational and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream salon. And here's your beauty salon, systemization expert, spa owner, and entrepreneur, Louisa Ashforth. Louise Rashford from LA Training Academy Creating Salon Success and I'm here today with Ian Archbold and I'm really excited so I'm going to let him introduce himself um, because otherwise I might just talk a little bit too much so hi Ian thank you so much for coming on. Good morning Louisa and um, thank you very much um, yes my name's Ian Archbold I'm the show director for Olympia Beauty which uh, this year is in its 17th year that wow. we're now hosting Olympia and I'm also director of Scratch Magazine as one of my other hats that I wear, and also director of Olympia Beauty Spring, which is our online event, and also our Olympia Beauty online store, which is something that we launched in lockdown. So plenty of things to do on a day-to-day basis. Sounds like it. When do you stop? Beauty doesn't sleep, never sleeps. Definitely doesn't. I was just saying that yesterday, it's a very, very fast paced industry. Um, uh, I often, when I, obviously I've got my salon as well, my husband often used to say to me, Louise, are you getting the next thing already? You need to stop. And I said, you don't understand. You've got to keep up because it's just, it is just nonstop, isn't it? It is very, very fast paced. It is. And I think what's really lovely about the beauty industry as a whole is there's a phenomenal amount of entrepreneurs and a phenomenal amount of people that are driving it forward. And I think think for my role as organiser of the event is not necessarily to look into a crystal ball and see the future, but really try and put things into the event which are current and things that are going to happen. And, you know, it's continually changing and evolving, whether it be through treatments, whether it be through products, whether it be through individuality. And I think what's the last 18 months has shown the industry is a massive, massive ability to turn on what they do and look at what they do as an individual and as a business and really look at the skill sets that they're involved with and try and look to ways in which they can really bring additional money into the business, but also keep busy with all the new and exciting training and education that, you know, it's continually developing your business and yourself and your teams. Hugely important. Definitely. Yeah. You do have to stay on top of your game, don't you? That's for sure. Definitely. So before we get into everything, um, I just like to ask a few questions. I basically ask the same questions to everybody. Um, so uh-huh. What book are you reading now? Just so people can get to know you. Uh, I've just, uh, just had for a present from, um, which was for Father's Day actually, with um, a trilogy called The Last Kingdom, or the first book from Bernard Cornwell is the author, All called right. The Last Kingdom, but there's three in the set. I've seen the programme, or there's a series, I think, on Netflix, but um, I've just started getting into the book, and apparently, like with a lot of these things, the books are so much more in-depth, and uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm, 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 battling, I'm battling into that, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic read, actually, really enjoying it. Oh, that's good. Well, you might have started a thing there. I've not heard of that one. So I am a bit of a Netflix fan. So download the, the box set. But yeah, like you say, the books oh, are always more in depth. Yeah. And it's yeah, a great program, actually. It's um, I think it's sort of a, a series or might be a film. I can't remember now, but it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly an entertaining one. And there's yeah, a bit of uh, bit of sort of old English battle and uh, blood and guts and all the rest of it. So. <laughs> I'm hoping I like that then. <laughs> so if you were reading, a, say, obviously it's in business, we do a lot of personal development as well. If you were reading a personal development book, what is one of your favourites? Would you recommend any to any entrepreneurs or 
Are you not bothered about no, that? Some people are, some people aren't. I've, I've read sort of um, over the years, uh, I've looked at sort of read Richard Branson. I've read, yeah. you know, a number of individuals yeah. sort of that have really sort of made a massive impact. But I think one of the things, yes, there's everybody goes on their own journey. Definitely. And it's very, very easy to sort of look and be inspired by. And everybody wants to be the multimillionaire, you know, those, all of those journeys. But I think what is good, you, you know, if you read a lot or you watch a lot then you will always pick up certain things because as a business you are unique as an individual everybody's unique and I think everything that you can do to better your understanding your knowledge that really for regardless of what business you're in and what sector if you're passionate you want to learn and you want to get better and do better you know those really are if you've got that drive that really is the key and very similarly when we launched the show back in 2005 one of the things that when we first launched it the journey we've been on as a business to evolve and it's changed it changes all the time and i think your business you can't stand still and you know the advent of social media the advent of a lot of ways in which you connect with your customer is so key now and also how you reach out to new people because you know what treatment set you may offer in your salaries or for your case in point you know you may look and go well actually i don't have that clientele base whether it's a 15 to 24 year old or the 60 plus bracket, you think, well, are we catering for that audience in my salon? Well, yes, we are. We've got these two. And of course, lockdown, I think, has taught a lot of salons and a lot of individuals to potentially trim down their treatment list. Because I think one of the things, and I had a conversation with one of our salon and spa owner club members more recently was they got rid of waxing off of their, they moved more into sort of blazer. And they said, you know, the time and energy it takes. And I never enjoyed it. And I thought what was nice was, now people have that confidence to take it to the next step and you know just offer something different and it is about generating money and growing your business i love that you've said that because i had a conversation with someone just yesterday and we were talking about streamlining your price list and obviously mm. you know i do a little bit of a mentorship with some beauty salon owners and i've been talking about that with them because a lot of people it's about picking obviously where your passion lies but also if you're like some people are not passionate about nails for example and to me they're not very profitable either they can be if you're passionate about them but if you're not and it's like you're not into it and they take a long time then you know some people don't don't cut them off the price or so like you said don't cut waxing off but you've got to go where your passion is and then making it viable for your business as well and your target audience it's not just about turning up is it you've got to think about who who you're targeting and um make yeah. it business for you yeah and i think what probably it comes down to is the one thing sort of i've i've been doing this job for many years and i absolutely love it because it's different but also coming back to the salon owner the therapist the tech you know you've got to love what you do you've got absolutely. to really have you know you've got you've got to know that i mean in this industry more than any other sector we make a massive difference to people's lives and whether that be putting on a set of nails whether that be having a, a nice wax you know just that whole feel good factor for giving you know we as a sector really deliver a massive passion for what we do and also we make people feel great about themselves same as hairdressers same as waxers same as nail techs lash techs whatever it may be and as a salon owner, you know, your sort of role is to, yes, be able to offer those services, but also to be energetic and bringing in lots of new and exciting stuff, which 
you know, keeps people interested. Yeah, you've definitely got to drive that business forward, haven't you? Um, And uh, do all your research, et cetera. Um, But yeah, I think lockdown above anything has really taught us that we are uh, far more valuable than, I mean, I think we've always known that we're valuable and customers love what we do. However, I don't necessarily think everybody else realised how, you know, maybe the beauty world and the hair world is not as indispensable as people, some people might have thought. You know, people have been crying out for us to reopen. And I know a lot of salons have been so busy since we've gotten back obviously it's difficult and I know some have have struggled a little bit but it's getting people to feel comfortable in your salon isn't it in the new the new ways of working we will see the journey of the salon its role um it's you know the mental health aspect of how we as an industry are dealing with that there's some phenomenal people in our sector that have really brought it to the table and are doing a phenomenal amount of work I know certainly we work very closely with um people like the British Beauty Council people like Babtac, people like the VT, you know, so a lot of the big associations, a lot of the big governing bodies that actually are really driving a lot more to help and support the industry. And they've done a phenomenal job over the last 18 months. And it, and as much as, I mean, yes, it does get recognised, I think there's so much more under the surface, very similarly with running events, running a salon, you know, people don't see what happens. They turn up and they have a lovely day or a lovely afternoon, whatever it may be. But actually all the work, stress, the hassle that goes into getting to that place yeah. And you can't do it without a supporting industry, but also without coming back to that whole thing, the passion, the love of what we do and how we make it better for everybody. And I think, you know, testament to our industry and our, you know, what we do. And I think for us, you know, Olympia coming up 3rd and 4th of October this year, it's the first big industry show back. And it's so exciting. You know, there's such a buzz about people wanting to actually come back. And yeah, things will be different. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's not going to be like it was two years ago, three years ago. The industry has changed, but we're very much adapted to those changes. And we want to make sure that when people come, they are safe. They have faith that we're doing the best we can. And also they're going to see some lots of fun and exciting stuff. You know, that's really what my job is, is to create that you know, you walk in and the heckles in your neck. You're excited to see what's new and exciting. You know, yeah. and that for me, yeah. it's yeah, it, it's hard work. Don't get me wrong. It's but it is so enjoyable. You know, there's nothing better than just looking over the show floor and just seeing a busy show with lots of people. You know, spending money and doing what they do best. You know, and enjoying themselves. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think people sometimes realise that. You know, you've probably seen that picture of the iceberg when you just see all the nice bits on the top, and then the bottom of the iceberg is massive and all the chaos of trying to get everything you know running in an order and stuff like that people miss that bit they just think that you've somehow magically created this amazing place with all these people in it olympia itself though is an amazing building isn't it it is so nice to be in there obviously i know i have exhibited there and i am coming again this year which i am very excited about it's nice to be part of and like you said the fact that it's one of the first events going back it is really really exciting so yeah i think there's there's so much excitement with you know what we do and how we create these events and i know anybody that's ever organized a wedding or organized you know there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on and you know you feel so much part of what happens and you you know it's like anything you're putting on a party you want to just make sure that people turn up and everything is you know people are safe and that really is uh, i've got to catch up with olympia later but com- conversations continually with local authority and you just looking at one of the things that they had because olympia's going through a redevelopment program okay. at the moment of at 1.3 billion pounds worth of complete redevelopment the grand hall stays as is um but they've put in the same ventilation system as they have at wimbledon for the tennis right. the main sort of in terms of that clean air in terms of the ventilation you know that's something that no other center 
offers that high that high caliber of ventilation at their venue and i think for us it's a key part to make sure that when people come they feel that we're doing the most we can in the venue are and the local authority are to make people feel safe and actually to give people that really nice day out yeah or two days out for that well yeah some people make a whole weekend of it don't they oh yeah they come down they you know london london is um you know, one of one of the best places on the planet to uh, to come and see, and you know, it, it is a mixture of business and pleasure. You know? Myself and my mum, work, uh, she always comes to help me. We always make an extra little bit of time so we can try and go and see a show. So hopefully, we'll get that in as well. You've got to while you're there, haven't you? Well, exactly, and it's and it's a great, you know, whether you're exhibiting and exhibiting at an event, regardless, is is hard work. You know, it's yes. uh, there's a lot of preparation, yeah. there's a lot of work goes on, but also the benefits of the connections you make, the people, the business you do and all those things that actually make it and of course if you can one spend some special time with family and also enjoy a nice restaurant and a, and a show you know oh, it's just no, nothing better perfect absolutely <laughs> one of our favorite times uh, so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it and it's not even far away is it now you know um it'll be here before we know it um, i know about 10 weeks away it seems it seems crazy actually it's just uh time times that we seem to be in this sort of tube of time that just uh, is flying away. i can't believe we're nearly at the end of july but yeah i mean we've been full into preparations and everything and getting organized for the last probably or certainly probably i mean it takes normally a year to put these things on but of course everything's tiny bit more concertina with the way that events are happening and exactly what we as an organizer need to put in place and yeah we're very confident with what what we're doing and the conversations with the venue and the local authority to make sure we are doing the best we can and ensuring that uh, the people are safe that's really is the key and they come and they know that they can come with confidence and enjoy i mean i know we spoke didn't we um oh gosh ages ago where we were speaking well during lockdown and i know you were sort of trying to organize things then and uh, and stuff i, I am just going to jump from some of my typical questions that i, I was going to ask you but i'm just going to jump because it just links in that we were speaking back then and you was already trying to sort of like diversify in in the business wasn't you because you just mentioned earlier that you started the online in the summer and that was to do with yeah. obviously not being able to put on an event wasn't it so it's amazing how we have had to adapt and manoeuvre to keep in business really, isn't it? Yeah, I think one of the things we looked at was that um, when we launched our Olympia Beauty Spring event, it was really to facilitate, we have a lot, we deal with a lot of different brands across a whole different raft of sectors. And I think one of the things that I'd looked at sort of pre-Christmas last year was there was a lot of webinars, a lot of online events, a lot of online exhibitions. And I thought one of the things for us and what we wanted to achieve was really connecting back brands with the their audience, our beauty audience. I mean, we have just over 50,000 on our email database that people get the newsletters through. And we looked at the opportunity for brands to communicate out and use us as a platform to communicate out their news, whether it be new online trainings, whether it be, you know, because everybody was looking at how they can monetize or get best out of what they the situation they were in so the online olympia beauty spring event launched on valentine's day and instead of running it for a couple of days we decided to sort of rip the whole rule book apart and we ran it for four months and over that four month period we had phenomenal engagement from our audience. I mean, we had just over 60,000 that went onto the site over the period of four months and looked at engaging with whether people were offering 
online courses or whether they were doing seminars, whether they're in webinars, whether they were doing money off vouchers, whether they were doing sales. And really what we did was just communicate industry information out to that audience. And, you know, for us, it was, you know, I think with a lot of these things is you sort of find your way once you go into them. And we, what we found was that keeping it so very simple and easy for brands and also for our customers, our therapists and individuals in the industry to just click on a link and everything was directed back to the website of that business. So it created traffic for them. You know, and we just acted really as a conduit between buyer and seller in very simple terms. And it worked really nicely. And we've got big plans for doing it for spring 2022 um, to make sure that we have a big presence in the market again. So yeah, very exciting times ahead. There's nothing, never to stand still. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to keep moving. And uh, do you know that it, it is amazing though how you just step back from it all I guess and then just facilitated this platform for to keep in touch with obviously all the brands that are used to exhibiting with you but also your audience with based on like your customer base and you you kept them in touch with the brands as well which is really kind I guess <laughs> but it keeps the business going as well doesn't it but it is it is really nice that people like yourself who have got such a massive you know event like Olympia that you actually didn't just think oh we'll wait for the next one you you started then to put things in place to help brands as well like myself and you know smaller brands big brands because you do deal with all different size brands don't you you don't just stick to the big brands of the industry you give everybody a bit of a chance i think one of the things that's really important is every one of those big brands started off as a small brand i mean i can i would use the case um of elemis when they initially started and they were based down in somerset and with sean who started up the business with his father way way back and they grew it from in inverted commas the garden shed and built it and grew to now being a global powerhouse that everybody everybody knows the brand that's in the industry across the world. And I yeah. think what's massively important is for any small brand, and we've launched it at the show this year, which is our green beauty section, to offer a platform for new green brands that want to get into the professional market as a stepping stone to use the show and We've tried to make sure that there is a buy-in, you know, because yes, it's important for us commercially to have big brands at the show, but also it's just as important, if not more so, to look at supporting, nurturing and building the smaller brands because every one of those small brands wants to be a big brand and, a, you know, have a, you know, they want to get bigger and do more, include more product lines in what they do. And I think that's, for me, is, is is important because the big brands know what they're doing. The smaller brands always need a bit more support and guidance and help to take those initial steps. Really Definitely. And I think it's really inspiring as well when you see big brands or like you said, like people like Elemis, who they did start small. It, it does fill, fill you with a little bit of hope that then you can then progress to be a bigger brand as well, if that's what your aim is. But it's just great to be part of such a big event and not feel like a a fish out of water because uh, you're still very much part of the event um so you can have small stands big stands and it's it's great that you do cater for that i know i found it a great platform for me obviously being from the north and um, it did really help me get some southern based salons which is brilliant because then you you're spreading your wings a little bit further which is what we need to do isn't it exactly and i think one of the you know when i mean we're a london based event and we do have probably 75 percent of our audience uh comes from london and the southeast which is a very strong area in terms of the salon network but also very much is putting the brand on the map and whether you come from Glasgow whether you come from Ireland whether you come from wherever it is there's an inherent building of your brand and your business uh, within the major central conurbations of the UK whether that be through Manchester through Glasgow through London you know it's very important that brands
brands grow and develop that they do have that wider network and of course like with everything the passion the love and the products will you know people buy people and i think one of the things if you've got a good product which has phenomenally amazing products out in the market that don't sometimes always get to see the light of day or get to the which is where we sort of want to support and help you younger businesses in the industry to to look at the platform and say well actually yeah olympia gives us one a digital presence it gives us a physical presence but also you know being able to communicate out to an audience of 50,000 plus through newsletters and you know that's sort of part of our, our job is to really go on the journey with that brand and to build and help and support and I think for for us and the team at Olympia you know that's sort of part of the ethos of education training standards all of those things are key to what we do for our business and very similarly for a salon owner for a brand you know looking at how do we evolve and develop and reach the right audience that's certainly key and we hope brands see Olympia as a stepping stone to building a better and greater brand. Absolutely. Sure. And you've even uh, made your, the event a little bit different again this year, haven't you? And I don't know if that's to do with lockdown or just taking time out and thinking about things because you've created like a, a VIP. Uh, I know we always have a VIP area, but where you can actually go and see certain brands in the, in that area, haven't you? So, um, which is a, another great way for brands to get themselves talking directly to people. I know you've created a couple of different things at Olympia as well for people, haven't you? Yeah, we've, uh, we've partnered up with a company called Salonology. Uh, this year to do uh, sort of working with our salon and spa owners club so any salon and spa owner is able to go onto the website to register and uh, to be part of this club i look at and i approve every single one to make sure that they are necessarily the right caliber but they fit with the the reality of what we do with the salon and spa owners club they have a lovely lounge we're putting in a hummus area this year at the show <laughs> and we've launched brand brand discovery sessions which is really an opportunity which I know you're supporting Louisa with yeah. you know is an opportunity for a brand to sit down with between 150 and 200 salon owners per session that we're doing at the show so we're running four sessions and it really is sort of come from a lot of research with salon owners wanting to really look at shows because you know the shows are, are fairly similar year on year for the greater extent and so we wanted to offer those salon owners the opportunity to reach out and see new brands and talk to new brands in a much more sort of simpler format and for brands to actually have the facility to actually you can take a stand and also get involved with these brand discovery sessions to sit down and talk with salon owners and really understand what their needs are and for you as a business to to actually gain a lot more insight and also leads potentially for business to grow more salons to obviously take on your brand and work with your ethos and your understanding. I think that is really key about connecting people together. And, you know, it's just another one of the new things that we're doing at the show this year, along with our green beauty. It's, it's new things that engage new brands and also visitors that get to see something new and different at the show every time yeah and you've got to keep up with um, obviously uh, being green is very very um hot at the minute in the media and stuff like that so it's great that you're going to attract that audience as well that they're going to know that they've got a section covering all bases basically to suit everybody's needs and and wants. Uh, i for one i'm very excited about doing the brand discovery because i feel like uh, for me my brand a lot more or my approach is very personable and sometimes mm -hmm. when you are at such a big exhibition 
and people are flying by and they don't always get to see some of, oh, you know what it's like, I know I've been myself and you're sort of flying around and you don't always see everything, even though you've walked past it or you might have even been looking for it, but it's so busy and which is great. So by being able to actually go into the brand discovery se session and talk to people, they can get to know you a little bit more and um, try the products a bit and they come in and just being able to have that personal conversation with somebody without it feeling like such a sales pitch, you can get to know each other and make sure that you are the right fit because it's not always about just liking a product. You've got to like the ethos and everything about the brand. Exactly. And I think what you do perfectly well, Louisa, is, and you emanate that passion, love, understanding of, and the personality. And I think it comes back down to, as a brand, what why do people buy certain brands? And yes, historically, people will have bought, I mean, my mum is a, was a massive fan of Astral Cream. You know, that was, and that was a sort of a childhood memory of, you know, and that was a loyalty too. She'd never met the brand. But of course, now where salons and individuals are looking for something personal, a bit more unique and a bit more, so they get that support and they get that yeah. understanding. I think for any brand that actually can deliver that ethos, the passion, the love and the personality, because I think it also is so key with what we do is that people trust what we say, deliver what we're going to prove, you know, and those really for any brand, you know, coming back to this phenomenal brands out there that don't necessarily always get the light of day, but the ones that are invested into sort of building and growing the business and, you know, personality is a massive thing and being able to sit down amongst other, other salon owners, being one yourself as well as a brand owner gives you a perfectly insight to say, well, actually, this is how I run my salon and this is how, and this is what's worked for me. And I think that communication and that understanding for other salon owners to feed off of, and also, you know, it gives you a good balancing act to sort of listen to what salon owners in, I don't know, Liverpool or Dorset or wherever actually may experience different things with their different audiences. That you yeah. can say, well, actually, I've done it. And knowledge is power all the way through. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely is. I am excited as well because... Uh... I've got an opportunity to have one of the stages as well. So I can really talk, you know, I have a bit of a chatter anyway, so people will really get to know me at Olympia and I think they'll be sick of seeing me. I'll, I'll be everywhere, but I am very, very excited. Um, so that'll be good. That, and, and like I said, just to, you, you do give people that opportunity to have some of your breakout rooms and, and take the stage as well, which is great because not everywhere you get that opportunity, do you? So it is really good that you offer that. Yeah, I think one of the things we've looked at over the years is that we've had stages on the show floor and we worked very well closely with the British Beauty Council last year and Treatwell to put on a very big stage now for, for us, the breakout rooms and that educational opportunity or for, for a brand to look at taking a room or whether it be 20 people or 100 people. One of the things that is, it becomes then that person and, and it could well be a training session, it could be a product launch, but it just gives you an opportunity to speak directly and offer something very unique to the show which they wouldn't necessarily get and the breakout rooms really give brands and individuals the opportunity to use the platform of Olympia and the visitors that come there to really offer something a bit new and a bit exciting and sometimes a bit different because you know walking the show floor is a fantastic thing because everybody walks past and coming back to what you were saying you get distracted there's oh look there's a new demonstration over there or oh god I've never seen that before and it's very easy and it's, you know, when we we put these events on and the amount of times I've had meetings 
that have run over because somebody's walking across the show floor and gets stopped by someone they see, someone they haven't seen before, someone they trained with, someone they trained, and they, you know, that that whole community and that sort of, I suppose, tribe in a way that brings those people together. And, you know, it's, I think, sort of with beauty, you've got probably three or four degrees of separation between the whole industry because it is, you know, it's very, very closely knit and it's exciting. And I think, you know, the, the breakout rooms give, a, give brands and people the opportunity to do something very unique on their own, actually to, to talk to their market and talk to their things to say, come and see us, we're doing this. It's going to be on for an hour, two hours. And actually you can come and learn something, pick up a good idea or whatever, whatever the facility may be. That's really key again to what we try to do with the show is just to give new pathways and avenues for brands to reach out to their customer base and look to build their business. You know, and that's what we do. We're about bringing together in essence buyers and sellers. It is. It's definitely creating opportunities for people, isn't it? Like you say, buyers and sellers, um, but it is about opportunities. And I think the beauty industry is it's definitely a, a business of opportunity, really, because there's so many different avenues that you can go down and so many people that you can get to know within the industry. And I know when I go to some exhibitions, it's, it's the only time that I see people, but you see the same, not the same people, but you see similar people each time and often you're like, oh gosh, hi, hi. And it's great because it becomes like a family, which is lovely. And you might not see them all year as soon as you're back together it's like you've never been apart and it's really nice and everybody's got your back kind of thing which is lovely yeah and that's the lovely thing with the show is that you know we what i've always tried to do and the team have always tried to aspire to is to bring that community together and i think one of the things more so now i mean one of the, the new areas that we've launched in the show which we haven't really officially announced yet um Ooh. is we're doing a tribal gathering which is um, a number of key people people like millie millie kendall from the british beauty council Council, Karen Betts, Nouveau Beauty, and um, a couple of other people, sort of key people, uh, Layla also from uh, Beauty Boss HQ, that actually are looking to do their clubhouse. So just to offer a room where we can bring, or they can bring their sort of followers from clubhouse just into the London room between 11 and 3 on Sunday. Just so a lot of these people that have been connected through lockdown on Clubhouse in the digital sense have the opportunity to actually physically come and say hello to everybody, each other and actually have a... And so we're putting on this as a platform really to bring those people together in the professional environment to come and actually meet mentors, to meet their idols. You know, the beauty industry has created some amazing people that have delivered some amazing stuff and really brought the standard, the quality. I mean, the charity work I look at for a lot of the brands that we deal with and what they've done over the past 18 months to support industry and support business has been incredible and it's humbling, you know, yeah. and for us to be able to just give a platform to those brands to say, well, look, you know, it's your area. Come and just bring your, bring your tribe down to Olympia Beauty to come and meet up for the first time. I think for us and for me, that's certainly something that it's a bit about where we can give back, but also it just means that we can bring people together that bit more and make it more of an event which is is connected and special for people. That's really sort of the driver, really. I'm glad you used that word because I just thought that's exactly what I was thinking. I thought it was really special that, that you, you're able to do that. And obviously, I'm not an Apple user, but Clubhouse was massive, wasn't it? I mean, it still is, but it did become, there was a massive hype about it during lockdown, wasn't there? I, just, I think it's nice that, you know, it just introduces more people back to the Olympia family in many respects and it just brings people together in a setting 
setting which people love. You know, it's it becomes a pilgrimage every year for people. I mean, we recently done a survey and we put out a just asking for people's quotes to say why they love coming to Olympia Beauty, and the response was phenomenal. And it really touches wow. you when reading how that journey is. And we've got um, we were uh, sending out a magnum of champagne to we've chosen. We had we chose three winners in the end. We were going to choose just one winner. But when you start reading the journey and what it means to people to come to the show and how it is part of their ritual and their yearly thing, it does it really touches you and it's lovely to to be able to actually be part of that. That's important. Really, really more so now than ever ever has. Definitely. Yeah, the more we can do to help industry and bring it together, absolutely we'll do do as much as we can. Let's go back to one of my questions then, um, of my little icebreakers that should have been at the beginning, but I'm just doing it throughout because we're just chatting, which is nice. Um so who would you say inspires you then? Because obviously I think you're quite inspirational because you have all these things that you're doing for the beauty world and and individuals really. People are inspired by you, but who inspires you? You did briefly touch on Richard Branson's book earlier, um, so which I read that, and it is very inspiring. But anybody in particular, it doesn't have to be famous. Obviously, it could be just a family member, or I wouldn't sort of pin my pin my sort of visionaries on on anyone but one person in particular. I think what's what's really nice for looking at the whole spectrum of different people that sort of come into our lives and out of our lives. I think that sometimes with the journey we all go on, at certain times people come in or for whatever reason there's a programme you watch or there's something that you see. I mean, I recently watched a documentary on the uh, Chicago, there's where it was from a basketball thing of Michael Johnson and about his drive and passion. And, and that really sort of, at that time, sort of inspired and just thinking, well, he's, you know, and whether it be sports people, you know, I'm a, I'm a big golf fan. I watch, you know, and, you know, that's a, a one of those things that you sort of look and you get inspired by the drive of how, you know, and the highs and lows, you know, because not all of it is a sailing, it's not easy and simple. Um, and so, yeah, I couldn't pinpoint one person, but I think at certain times in your life that you are guided, directed, pushed, whatever it may be. And of course, I have a phenomenal wife that supports everything that I do and inspires and, you know, it's also a good gauge to, you know, we're going to be doing, well, why are you doing that? And actually, you need people in your life to question, why are you doing that? And I think that for me is certainly probably the biggest thing is the support you have around you. And, you know, the realities of, you know, getting on with the day-to-day -day job, but also saying, well, you know, this that's the right thing to do and that we should be doing more of this because that's what people like, that's what works. So, yeah, there isn't one sort of idol in that respect, I suppose. It's just, no, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I just did a live just before uh, we came on here in my group this morning and I, I used that phrase, people coming to your life for a season, a, re a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I think so that's the same for being inspired, isn't it? That you can, somebody can inspire you in that moment, like you say, a, a sports person when you know they've had a I don't know a difficult journey over the year and they've still come out and won or or a family member who or a friend who's I don't know gone through a difficult time but yeah I think you're right the support network um, I can definitely say the same thing my hubby always questions me and why are you doing that and I'm like ah, I get so frustrated but yeah it keeps you on the straight and narrow and it is actually it's really good because it gives you that balance doesn't it and I think we need a little bit of balance in our lives we're all very much we're all very very sort of cut from the similar cloth and I think you know what drives us and inspires us is what makes us who we are we're not always going to make great decisions period that's just the reality but it's also um, working for a, pub a publishing company many many years ago and one of the sort of the ideals for that business was that to get to the top you know MD all that type of level 
you had to have made some very, very big mistake because everybody does, but it's how you adapt and learn from that mistake that you've made to actually make one that you don't do it again, but two, actually how you can learn and build. And without those falls, you don't have that understanding when you pick yourself back up or you get picked up is the other thing. Because sometimes you do need a proverbial kick, you know, to push, you know, because, you know, Life, life, life chucks, it, chucks everything at you. And I think what's lovely, that network. And, you know, if you've got the passion, then it will, it will happen. That's, I truly believe that. I agree. That is uh, really, I do agree with that. It's very good uh, advice um, that, yeah, you've got to have the passion for it to, and the drive and it'll help you move forward. What about skincare then? If you had to pick something like a beauty product, because uh, obviously I know you're very familiar <laughs> with the beauty world. Um, what would be the one thing that you couldn't live without? The one I use actually, I don't use it every single day, but I use it is um, daily microfolium from Dermalogica. Oh, very good. Uh, I was, my, my wife uh, worked for Dermalogica for many years and introduced me to the brand. And one of the things, and it's like everything, it just seems as though it's it's a beautiful product. I mean, I have got some other favourites sort of with different brands that you see. I do love Image Skincare. They do a really good um, SPF 30 product, which I really like. But yeah, I mean, if, if that was a sort of the day, daily microphone a couple of times a week, I find is probably, that's, that'll be the one for me. Bab, it's good that you've mentioned SPF because honestly, everybody I've spoke to in this last week, um, everybody said the SPF or they brought it up so it, I mean obviously the weather probably just remind us about the SPF because we've been very lucky yeah so I agree yeah you need need a good skincare range but definitely your SPF as well has to come in there doesn't it and I think also sort of historically <laughs> where we look at skincare and I think makeup artists whether it be nail techs you know it's not just one brand potentially it's you know you do need a an eclectic mix of different brands and certainly having sort of worked in the the makeup industry but have put on makeup events and magazine worked on magazines in that sector and that field you know it isn't just you can't just have a mac or a nasa or this or you have to have a, a mix of product to get the right result definitely and i don't see that being different for in care or for you know whether, and it's like exercise you know you can play football or you can play tennis or you can play you know and a group of muscles will get worked but if you then play squash and then you play netball for example those skill those muscles are going to be different so yes you need to have a, a good mix of what you do and you know and it's you know sometimes it's trial and error definitely you've got to do what works for you at the end of the day haven't you um so just speaking about you being involved in nail products and makeup and stuff like that i did see you had your nails painted didn't you for a charity uh, thing i saw that good for you oh, yes, <laughs> myself myself and scott and um, we're sort of business well business partners and i mean i've known scott for more, more years than i care to remember you know we've uh, we've been we've been on a journey and i think one of the things you know from the charity side and when the when helena who's the editor of scratch sort of said obviously about this story that's come up about um, this poor girl and you know it was about males painting their nails and so yeah. we then decided to take yeah. it put a bit of fun into it as well as much you know and so yeah we had a competition between the two we painted each other's nails and then we <laughs> went out to vote and which I, of course I had to win so, uh, <laughs> which of course is, uh, somebody did demand a recount and uh, wasn't but the loser then had to double their uh, double their donation to the charity I think one of the things uh, you know and you know there's it's 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 tough you know and i think for being able to bring a smile and be able to do something for the charity you know is is massively key for us as a business you know and we do support a lot of different charities you know we do a lot of stuff with scratch magazine with charities and of course with olympia with over the years as well so you know anything that we you know we can do we can't obviously do everything but where we yeah. where we see really that 
is nice and, and also to put a bit of fun and yeah and of course winning is, is just a bonus um, but no it does raise a lot of awareness as well for people doesn't it because people are not always aware of what there's that many different things going off isn't there so it does help just to raise awareness so it is it's really good but obviously we've, we have kind of spoken about diversifying your business a lot anyway from lockdown and stuff like that but uh, during lockdown people uh, I don't know if you noticed this but people became obsessed with um, maybe obsessed is the wrong word but they became uh, I don't know we're just going to say obsessed uh, with certain things and it could have been food exercise or and I'm just intrigued because people have come up with all different things I know I had a bit of a thing for eggs and ham so I don't know if you've ever done this so you put it in a muffin tray the ham and then you just break an egg into it and put some cheese on top and um, I just I never put things on Facebook like food but for some reason I just did that day and uh, honestly the amount of interaction and engagement it created people were coming up with their variations putting prika in putting chili in uh, cheese on the bottom cheese on the top it was great so i tried all sorts <laughs> that became that was my little thing but then obviously everybody got involved somehow a bit bonkers but it's lockdown for you so is there anything that you became a bit obsessed with during lockdown i think one of the things where we had probably more time on our hands and being at home all the time one of the things that um we have i didn't have maybe as much a passion for before but was gardening okay and spending time you know with we have um we keep ducks um, we've ah. got some ducks we have two dogs i have two boys um we have a mate we're very fortunate to live um sort of not in the city so we have a lot of green space near us and there's sheep in the field and, and we do a lot you know gardening is one of the things that you know is great with the family we have got we do potatoes we do carrots you know so it's great for the boys to understand food chain and of course for us it's it's become sort of you know we're doing more and more of it and of course then the more you do the more you need to do and yeah. you know and i think lockdown was not great for my waistline as much as uh, <laughs> and, you know you you have to be very caught you have to you know you sort of it's very easy uh, to sort of lose track but yeah that was certainly something that we've um, enjoyed really as you know as a family and yeah it's hard work and also a lot of understanding and to you know that there's so much you need to learn yeah. and you know it's just another thing that you can sort of you get passionate and of course it just it just drives you then doesn't it and i think that for us was one of the one of the sort of things that really surprised me actually because if you'd have asked me 15 years ago then no that wouldn't have been on my top five <laughs> i love that though. but like you say it's, it's learning about like the food itself isn't it and uh yeah for the kids and stuff like that i think it's it's brilliant and not a bad thing to be obsessed with is it because uh you know i bet you never ran out of food then did you <laughs> you've always got something <laughs> wrong <laughs> yeah just hoping when you pulled the potatoes that they were good but no and it was and it was lovely you know with with all of that that's you know looking at how the food becomes onto your plant and things like that and it's good for the boys they had their own sort of vegetable patches and things like that and so you know that learning aspect for them was sort of quite obviously younger at the time and it's just nice and it's just yeah, and once the produce and it does taste different it is oh 100% yeah um, years ago I remember my brother and I mean years ago he, uh, he was a bit like that uh, doing like vegetable patches and stuff and uh, yeah I never used to like cabbage randomly and then um, I had this cabbage and I was like oh mum this cabbage is nice because um, I always had to eat everything you know it was one of them where I wasn't allowed to leave the table whether I liked it or I didn't um, and uh, she went oh it's from the garden and I realised then how different things can actually taste because maybe it wasn't that I didn't like it, I just didn't like all the rubbish that's put on it. And obviously a lot of that's stopped yeah. now, because it was probably like 20 odd years ago, <laughs> but, and the rest. Just to leave our listeners with something, then what piece of advice would you give um, 
to help somebody progress in their business or just in life in general, what would you leave someone with as a bit of words of wisdom? Ah, words of wisdom. I think also it's I think it's key for having very much keeping up to date with what's going on, whether it be through through professional magazines, whether it be through Scratch or whatever, you know, whatever medium that you're in is to look at obviously the magazine that serves that, but also, you know, look at what you're, if you're an L tech, if you're a Lash tech, if you're a salon owner, look at what everybody else within the local sort of area are doing. And, you know, there's a lot of, ins- huge amounts of inspiration out there. And I think really communication and yes, everybody has had it tough. Everybody wants to grow and build their business. And I think now is now more than ever that communication and that sort of coming together and visiting events, you know, Olympia is obviously with what we do. We'd love to see you at the show on the 4th of October. And I think one of the things for, for me is to come and be inspired. Once you're inspired, you have the passion and that lights, once that's lit, then the potential is certainly there. And that really is where the journey, you know, it continues, you know, for what we do. And obviously, Louise, with your business, you know, every day you get up and it's like, right, what's what's the next challenge? And there's always something new and there's something, yes, there's stuff that will come to test us. But actually going on, whether you go on forums, whether you, you know, whatever way you reach, get your information is massively key to inspiring what you do that day, but also going forward. So I suppose that would be my, my sort of my bit of advice would be really to listen, listen and look at what's going on around and uh, yeah, get involved with as much as you can in industry. Definitely. And I, I love that um, because I know whenever you can lose motivation, can't you? We're only human at the end of the day and it's so easy to kind of get in a bit of a rut and feel a bit fed up. And we're so lucky that so many groups have been created um, on Facebook and things like that, where you can get a bit of inspiration from others, but you just can't be to light a live event, can you? And coming to the show, no. coming to the seeing that buzz and all those people like buzzing around all happy you know especially this time we're going to be so excited because it'll be like the first one um but yeah I, I do agree with that so yes if you are around third and fourth of october come to olympia but come and see me on la skincare <laughs> but, <laughs> but no definitely the buzz from the shows are brilliant you've got to feel that you've got to get some motivation and we have to sort of use each other and utilize what's around us don't we to get that and build it back up again it's really important events don't come around that often and i think what's really nice key is that you come down and you see what's happening and of course you you may not know who you bump into and it's really nice that you know there's the passion and love that we have for our industry is there in in bucket loads and it's lovely and then when you come away from meeting brands meeting people seeing people you know the inspiration and yeah actually it just need that's the push that i needed to get to the next step of what i'm doing and i think you know events are key but yeah certainly olympia third and fourth of october that's where you need to be can't wait can't wait um i know i said we're going but just one more thing your scratch magazine even though it's scratch and it is a a lot to do with nails you do have a lot of other things in there as well don't you so it is definitely worth a read speaking of inspiration yeah i mean one of the things for the magazine and what we find with scratch is that you know it's it's written for nail tech you know it's very much a nail based magazine but what as with makeup artists as with national text nail tech is that you know people have a passion not just for one thing and where we see with the editor tutorial content and what we write about it's continually updating whether it be on brows on lashes on nails on skincare on equipment you know so it it actually covers the spectrum of beauty the fact that it is is scratch um yes it's sort of driven initially by nails and nail techs salons but also you know it becomes in very much as it has done a, a a mecca for people to actually come and see and whether you go onto the website there's phenomenal amounts of information we're uploading i think between sort of eight and ten news stories every single day you know the instagram account is just is a massive insight into 
beauty business we do a huge amount of spotlights on salons we do you know so it really covers the whole breadth of beauty and you know we've got phenomenal um people that support us things like there's a big column in there for the federation of nail professionals which marion um who runs the whole organization does for us every month and really it just means that as, a, as an individual within the beauty sphere then yes there's a read there for you and you can subscribe or you can get it digitally you can go on the website and you know there's loads of stuff on there and whether you know for brands it's a great outlet to reach a, an audience i mean i think we're now over 100 and nearly 125,000 on instagram wow. there's a big audience and a big a big community there that really love you know the passion and love of nail techs as well yeah. as beauty as well as you know it's it encompasses everything absolutely so well we need us all don't we to create such an amazing industry we need all all, all parts of it oh thank you so much i feel completely inspired now after talking to you so i'm like ready for my day i'm like yay <laughs> um, thank you so much i'm sure you have been oh gosh so inspiring to our listeners as well and so i really really appreciate you coming on so thank you ian and i will well, see you on the third and fourth of october well and thank you very much for the opportunity it's um it's really nice to to have a chat and i think what's really lovely is that you know, people can sort of listen and actually just get a bit more insight into what you do what i do um and for a business you know it's about building and growing you know with what we do and it's exciting times ahead and uh yeah come to the show on 3rd and 4th of October we'll see you there yeah thanks so much for listening I'm Louisa Ashford I hope you have got so much value from this podcast as always thank you so much to our guests for coming on now if you haven't already please subscribe to my Podbean channel and also don't forget to take a look at my YouTube channel so you can see all of these exciting videos there is also the membership site louisaashford.co.uk and of course the free Facebook group where there is loads of educational material at creating talent success thanks so much